Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode dot, 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 dot. Uh, brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Go over and check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, we're kind of an influx in prices right now, so you might want to get in before my partners and I figure out exactly where we want to settle with price and stuff. So we're kind of, we're kind of influx in that, but, um, go over and check it out. You get a free trial with that. And, um, you know, the, the, the resources, um, the number of videos, we just put up an individual workout, um, uh, thing, uh, individual workout kind of course, uh, that talks about, you know, I think there's like 26, 27 different individual drills and then write-ups for that. We're working on weight training right now for basketball, we're going to do all sorts of things with practice planning. We got somebody working on that for us right now. So um, it's going to be great. Great community. Um, we actually started an exercise group, which when I get when I get done with this, I'm going to have to go outside and, and get my exercise in. Um, but just keeping us accountable, you know, how coaches are sometimes. But go over and check us out, www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I really appreciate that. All right. So why did I go episode dot, 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 dot? Well, this is kind of one I didn't have planned, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I'm going to put it in perspective so the people that live in the States are going to have to um, bear with me a little bit because we have people all over the world listening to the podcast. I think I think the farthest away is Bangladesh um, or maybe it's South Korea. I don't remember. But all over the world, which makes this really cool and really exciting for me to do. But anyway. So high school basketball is what comes before college basketball in, in the United States. Um, and every state kind of has separate rules. Most, I would say most high school programs play four quarters, each quarter being eight minutes long. So I think that's, that would be my guess on the, the average way high school games are played. They're played different in the summer. Um, they're played different in the off season, but I would say that's the generic rule probably for the States. Um, I live in Wisconsin. So our state recently within the last two years, two or three years went to halves. So there are 
we play two 18-minute halves rather than four eight-minute quarters. So the game's a little bit longer. It definitely, I think, forces you to play some more kids. Um, but uh, so I think there's like 10 states. Uh, I know Minnesota is one of the bordering states that does that with us. Um, so the reason I'm having this podcast is not the halves. Um, you know, I think the halves was – it's a decent movement. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold either way on the Habs still. Um, I wish we had an extra timeout to be able to teach our kids and coach our kids. I think that's, um, I think that's where it becomes a little detrimental. Um, you know, where high school basketball is about the kids and about teaching them. But, um, I, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm on the fence on Habs. I don't think it really hurts our program. Um, you know, I just, I, I would love to know everyone's opinion on this too. Um, if you have some, you know, send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Um, but the reason I'm having the discussion today is I want to talk about the shot clock. Um, and kind of my thoughts on the shot clock. I definitely have different thoughts on the shot clock than I do on halves. Uh, so basically I think, there are like, I know California is the big one that has a shot clock. I know Minnesota, I think the Dakotas, there's like eight or nine that have the shot clock. And, and I believe most of them range from 30 to 35 seconds. I'm not a 100% sure on that, but I think it's pretty close. Um, so our state just recently adopted within the last month. That's why I'm doing this podcast now rather than later. Um, our state recently within the last month adopted the shot clock for the 2019-2020 season. So that's going to be for my son's a freshman right now, going to be a sophomore. When he is a senior, we will implement the shot clock in the state of Wisconsin. All right. So to kind of just put everything kind of in perspective here for you. So uh, I don't, I believe it's going to be 35 seconds in the state of Wisconsin at this point. Um, I think that's the discussion that's, that's occurring. Um, but I just want to talk about some of my feelings about the shot clock. Um, you know, the math behind it, kind of where I'm coming from with it. Um, again, my personal opinion, um, not the opinion of anybody else. Um, but this is kind of where I'm feeling. Maybe we are. Um, so my biggest part. Okay. So there's a couple of parts. My number one, is I think what makes high school basketball unique, makes it different than the NCAA, makes it different than than the professional game, makes it different than FIBA, makes it different than the international game, is that there isn't a shot clock. Um, I'm not sure halves and quarters really change it that much. A little bit, I guess, as far as flow goes. But shooting the NBA, they play in quarters. Um, But I I think what makes the high school game unique um, at least in the States, is that we don't have a shot clock. I think once you start, everyone starts playing the exact same way. So if everyone starts playing halves and everyone starts playing shot clock, the game becomes very homogeneous, um, in my opinion. It, it, you know, the game becomes similar in the respect that everyone's kind of doing the same thing. They're setting the same ball screen. They're playing the same. I mean, you watch, the, you, watch you know, what I think what makes high school basketball a, a unique thing is there are lots of different styles um, and there's lots of different ways of attacking. And some people run a structured 
offense. Some people run emotion offense. Some people run zone. Some people run man. And if you watch the college game, that doesn't happen as much. Now, obviously, the talent's better, and you don't see pressing. You don't see that stuff at the college level like you do at the high school level because, obviously, the talent level is bigger. Um, but I think everybody will start doing the same things over and over and over again. Um at the high school level if we when we go to the shot clock. So that's my first that's my first worry is I think what's made the high school game a very unique team. And and I well, okay, I'm gonna get to that in a second. So I think that's number one is it makes it very homogeneous. Um so the second thing is um I think one of the reasons that people are talking about um increasing uh or the shot clock is the stall game. All right. So I can tell you from the, and I'm a stats teacher by profession. I can tell you by going back and looking at probably five or six conferences around our area that the shot clock is not an issue. Um, it's it, people aren't stalling and the games are not, you know, 17 to 13. Um, so I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a valid argument. I don't think pace of play is a valid argument. Um, if a team can hold the ball for 30 six minutes then bless them because I don't know many you know the better team is going to win for the most part you know um (laughs) if you're inferior to the team you're playing and you try to hold the ball for 36 minutes good luck then the other coach isn't doing what he needs to do to to pick up the pace and stuff um so I think the stall tactic is wrong um so I, I you know that's I just don't see that as a problem there's a there's an article and I'll put this in the show notes. There's an article in Max Preps that did, they did it maybe a year ago or two years ago. And they looked at, I'm going to read this. They said, this is quoting Max Preps. It says, an examination of uh, 137,000 boys basketball games collected by Max Prep, and this was for like half the season, provides little suggest, suggest that scoring and entertainment value go up when the shot clock goes on. In fact, scoring averages are actually higher in states that do not use the shot clock than the seven states that use it. So at this point when they wrote this, I think there were seven that doing it. And one of them was California. So that, you know, statistically that's probably enough to make an observation. I'd have to see the data on the backside. But uh, the top nine states in terms of highest combined were game, game averages with play without a shot clock. North Dakota is the highest scoring time possession state at number 10 on the list. According to our data, Minnesota is the highest scoring high school basketball state in America. Um, Minnesota simply devotes more time to the pursuit of points playing in two halves, 18 minute halves, as opposed to the more tradition six minute quarter approach. That rule was put into place in the 2005, 2016 season. So I think the, the connection that they're trying to make is that halves will have halves have a bigger influence on pace of play than, than the shot clock. Um, which I think is a pretty valid, this was an adjustment period, but I think the games flow well. Halves eliminate two additional uh, opportunities to bleed the clock and hold to the last shot as often as seen as is in non-shot clock states using the quarter approach. Perhaps Minnesota has found the key to making high school basketball a more friendly product. So I think the argument for our state looking looking at the shot clock is, you know, is it really what what problem is it solving? It's the stats teacher, it's the math teacher in me. I would like to know what problem a 30 or 35 second shot clock is going to solve for the game of basketball. Now, okay. You you put the three point line in to solve the problem of the game getting physical, 
more post play, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it spread the floor out. Valid. Went to halves. What did halves do? I think halves um, picked up the play, forced you to play more people. Um, it, uh, I think it, it increased scoring averages. I, I, I do believe that because there's more time on the floor. There's more possessions. Um, but so going back to the reason we're, we're having this discussion is what does the shot clock do? What problem does it solve? I think it causes more problems, which I'll talk about in a second, than things that it solves. All right. So we're going to take a quick break there. Um, uh, this is our mid, mid roll here. I go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, I'd like that, but really I like you to go and subscribe and like. If you're liking these things, if you're if you have things that you specifically want, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed, which I bet I'm guessing you have by the number of downloads that we have, but if you haven't liked it and you haven't ranked it, we would love five star rankings. Please go do that. Um, that's the that's that's the most that you can do for us. To be honest with you, if you can go and rank this and we can we can get to more people, that's really what we want to do. Um, I think it would be good for for the younger basketball listener out there for the, for, for the coach that, you know, a lot of this stuff is geared toward the college game and we don't try to do that. So um, if you can go over, subscribe, like star, do whatever they do on iTunes. Um, we would, we would really appreciate that. So I will put a link to the, to the, to what I was just talking about um, on the bottom. All right. Um, so my, my next concern, so I'm going to go through all my concerns. That's what this forum is for. <laughs> um, you know, I am worried. Okay, so here's one of my worries is that they're only going to implement this for the high school level and or varsity level, not high school level. They're only going to implement it for the high school level. So my son, who's a freshman, is going to be a senior. He will play literally 22 games of shot clock. That's it. He doesn't do it in the summer. He doesn't do it in the off season. He won't have done it as a freshman. He won't have done it as a sophomore. He won't have done it as a junior. And boom, you're going to throw him in his senior year and have to play with shot clock. So I think there's, there's no, as a teacher, there's really to only implement And I know why they're only implementing at the varsity level. It's a cost thing. Um, but I know what, I, I mean, I, I would think that's why they're doing it. Um, it also might be a, someone has to run it. Some of the, but you want kids to learn how to effectively um, do something. You know, I'm not going to hand them a math test and not have taught them the, the, quadratic formula um you know i'm not going to expect them to be able to, to use the shot clock and not have used it with them so that's one of my my concerns i think what's going to happen and and this is again me the teacher and me i think what's going to happen is it's going to result in poor shots it's going to result in turnovers it's going to result in you know the 35 second clock all of a sudden gets down to 12 and um what are we going to do at that point so I think that is going to be a bigger issue than people think it's going to be. Um, and I think as you go down and the skill level decreases with some teams, I think you're going to see more and more of that. I think if the skill level is higher, obviously they're able to create, they're able to get buckets, blah, blah, blah. But I think as the level goes down, that's going to, it's, going to be, it's going to be a distinct problem. I think it's going to be a really big problem for officials too. Um, that Basically, you're going to have to have three officials. There's no replay. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to teach someone how to properly, how to properly run a shot clock. 
And what are the rules in the shot clock? And when does it when does it reset and all that kind of stuff? And I think that is I think that is a bigger issue than than people are giving it credit for. Um, so I think that I think that's a, I think that's a relatively big concern. Um, that's not even going into the area, which is the next one on my list is of cost. Yes. Are people going to give them to the state relatively cheap? Is it a PR thing? They're going to sell more rather than less. Yes. You know, okay. A couple thousand dollars, but then there's the never ending. It's like adding a third official. There's the never ending problem of, uh, cost. You know, well, I know what a huge deal it was when we went from two officials to three officials, which I think, again, was a wonderful idea for the game, similar to the three-point line, similar to, you know, going to halves. Um, but the I don't know anybody that's listening that lives in the States or anybody, the budget, the budget issue we have in Wisconsin right now with schools is huge. So now we're going to add a, you know, an, a non-ending, not, never-ending um, expense for someone to have to run that, you know, I mean, is the announcer going to have to run it now? Um, so I think that is another thing. Um, so that's another one of my, of my relatively big concerns, um, moving forward. The next one, and, and one of the last ones for me is, you know, we did put the mercy rule in because they, you know, again, this is, this is an educational environment. This is not, we're not, you know, selling out arenas and, and paying for an athletic department of 35 people. Um, will this cause better teams to blow out the weaker teams more often? Now, I don't have any data to, to suggest that. And I don't, I mean, that's just me thinking out loud. Um, but that is, that would be one of my concerns <clears throat> about implementing the shot clock is, you know, will Will the um, will the law of large numbers come into play? Will the better team win more often? Will 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 it cause bigger blowouts? Um, so those are those are the concerns that I would have as far as the shot clock goes. You know, and again, am I adamantly against it? No, I, I because I don't think it actually hurts my program. <laughs> um, am I am I thinking that we're maybe rushing into this a little too fast and haven't done our due diligence? Yes, I do believe that. Um, you know, I know they pushed it off for two years or not implementing until uh, the 2019-2020 season. Um, but again, I would go back to why are we doing it? What problem is it solving? Um, you know, that that is the, you know, change should occur for a reason, not just for the sake of change. So if I can get my dig in to the state of Wisconsin. I'm not sure why we went from eight division one teams to four division one teams. Not sure what problem that solved Um, (laughs) uh, to take away from member schools rather than add to member schools. But that's just me being, you know, a division one coach and wishing we had eight teams still like in the old days. Um, But this one, I'm just not sure the specific problem that it's solving. And that's what I would ask. And I would think, I would think, the homogeneous problem is something I would think the poor shot thing is, is an issue to look at. It would be that the kids have not played in this, you know, are we giving them enough time to implement it? Um, I'm not sure there are that many delay teams. I'm not sure it's going to help with the flow and scoring. High school basketball is not about the people sitting in the stands and their entertainment. So that is a problem I do have with new people making that argument. That's boring. This is about the kids. This is not about the people sitting in the stands. 
Um, so I do have a problem with that argument. Um, and then, you know, what problem does it solve? Um, will the weak, will the stronger teams? I think all of these questions have to be answered before the 2019, 2020 season. Do I think they will be? Probably not. Um, but I think they should be looked at. I think they should be in, inspected. I think they should be discussed. I think they should be delved into in great detail. I think the math behind it should be looked at um, before a decision is made. I, I definitely think the math should be. I think they should look at all the scores for the state of Wisconsin over the last two years and see how many games are in the 30s. There aren't that many, I do not believe. Um, so, again, thank you. Um, this doesn't, again, fall into my number podcast. I'm not going to count it. Um, so I'm going to save that number hundred to be, this is more my coach Colin. Oops. Sorry. See, I, I do that about once an episode. I hit my, um, my boom here that my pot, my uh, mic's on. And then it, boom, it sounds like I'm, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or something. But, um, so I'm not, I, I'm going to call this coach Collins's rant <laughs> about the shot clock and not, uh, and not put it in with the interviews and the other things that we do on our podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Please go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You will not. I'm, 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 the, the sole reason I can't get the words out, the sole reason I started teachhoops.com was for resources for coaches. Um, you know, I know how busy we all are. I know what on to go on. You know, I, I, I recently had to turn down um, a speaking engagement in Indiana, and then I had one in Minnesota, and then one that the WBCA was nice enough to invite. Uh, uh, offer me to come speak there. I had to turn all of them down because I coach volleyball in the fall too. But I know how busy all of us are. I know how busy we are with our schedule. Why not have a full-time online clinic, resource, membership, um, all that kind of stuff. So um, thank you for listening. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Subscribe, like, star, do all that stuff for us. We would really appreciate it. Um, and go out and enjoy the nice weather. Um, it's been a great summer so far. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.